0: It was almost like this, bring it on. I need to learn new things. And I think the experience is what you're supposed to feel as as opposed to the fear of oh, I, I want to know how to do it completely before I jump off. You know what I mean?
1: Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello, my friend. Oh my gosh, I am particularly excited today for many reasons. Um, First of all, My guest today is someone I've had on my wish list since I started planning to produce this podcast, and you're going to hear more about that during our conversation. And let me tell you, there's a lot going on over here at Late Bloomer Living. We had our first midlife uprising community Zoom meetup on June 14th. That was a mouthful, wasn't it? (laughs) Anyway, it was a blast. It was a Zoom scavenger hunt which means that I sent our guests on a wild goose chase around their homes. And then we had a lively conversation about our childhood dreams and how we might tap into those dreams as we age and how we can allow some time in our days for daydreaming about what we might do as we get older to fill our lives with joy and purpose if you're bummed that you missed it, don't worry. We are just getting started and we'll be building this community as we go. I would love to have you join us. You can go to midlifeuprising.com to get more information and sign up for the next Zoom meetup. So save the date. The next meetup will be on Tuesday, July 12th at 9 p.m. Eastern time, And I have some special fun planned for you. I know it's a little late for my East Coast friends, but it only goes till 10 p.m. We have people joining from the West Coast and as far away as Australia. So if you turn into a pumpkin at night, don't worry. We will cut you loose at a reasonable hour so you can get all those important Zs. Okay. Oh, and before I tell you about our guest today, I also want to check in about the 100-Day Challenge. Um, for, for, for anybody who missed it, on our 100th episode, I decided to do a 100 days of joy challenge. And I want to invite you again to join me. The whole idea is to establish a new habit. So it doesn't have to be 100 days of joy. You can pick something, anything that you want to do to create a habit and do it for 100 days. I chose to set myself the challenge of finding joy every day, even in the midst of challenges. And I will tell you, being intentional about looking for joy is filling my cup. My energy is up. My mood is lifted. I'm dancing to my favorite music in the kitchen and generally taking better care of myself. I'm I'm noticing the little things, you know? and making time for myself to do the things that I know make me feel better, like taking walks and spending time with family and friends. Okay, there's your invite. Uh, By the way, I'd love to hear from you either in an email to latebloomerliving at gmail.com or go to Instagram and watch for my updates there. They're pretty goofy. And feel free to send me a message there also just to tell me about your challenge and let me know how it's going. I'm dying to know. Okay. So, finally, I'm so happy to introduce you to Melissa Davey. Melissa left her very successful corporate career at the age of 65 to become a filmmaker. And boy, howdy, did she do it. She produced a documentary film titled Beyond 60, in which she tells the stories of 10 women over the age of 60 who are doing extraordinary things. Beyond 60 is now streaming in all kinds of places, including Amazon, and it's extraordinary. I keep using that word. I mean it. Oh, and by the way, she's now working on her second film about another amazing woman who is breaking boundaries and barriers, I believe in her 70s. I can't wait for you to hear her story. So without further ado, here's Melissa Davey. Let's go. Hey, Melissa, thank you so much for being with me. Oh, Thank you so much for having me. This is I, great. I'm so excited. I have to tell you, and I may, I may have told you this the last time we spoke, I'm, I can't remember, but you've actually been on the list of people that I wanted to talk to for the podcast since before. I even learned how to produce a podcast because oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> when when I had the idea for the podcast, um, I was doing some photography for this for this woman, and I told her about my project idea, this this podcast idea, and she sent me an article from Board Panda. You may be familiar with what I'm I talking. Am. You are okay. So yes. it was it was prompted by a Twitter comment that I believe um, a a journalist had made saying, uh, enough with these 30 under 30 lists. I want to see people over 40, what are they doing? What, What, you know, people over 40 accomplishing things, what, you know, what's going on here? And so the, it was this Gold mine. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you for sending me this information. And one of your, I guess you responded as a tweet to, to what she oh, had put out there. Is that right? Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. Yes. Let me so see. So that's how you saw it. Yeah. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. I think what, uh, Yes, I found. I think I found what I had because I cut and pasted this into a document that I was keeping for my guest wish list. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> and uh, I think what I think this is your response to her was, at age sixty-five, I ditched my corporate job to become a filmmaker. My first film, Beyond 60 Project, is completed, and we just finished a year of film festivals nationwide. It's been an exhilarating experience. There are so many stories of older women, in quotes, taking the leap. And then you put a a link to your project. And uh, does that sound right?
0: It does. I remember that
1: now. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was like, oh, my gosh, wow, everything about (laughs) this is, like, getting me. Because not only did you have your own pivot, but you were telling the stories of older women right. and older women right. thriving.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: So exciting.
0: It, it is exciting. It, it It is because, you know, you reach a certain age and you, and for me, that age, for whatever reason, was 65 and, you know, sitting in a big corporate job, just looking at the clock saying, really, is this it? And not that I wasn't happy because Mm -hmm. I was, but I was talking with other women my age who were saying the same thing, like, come on, you know, we only have so many years left um, to to be creative and do new things. And why, we better hurry up. You know, why would we wait any longer? And the only thing that seemed to be there that would hold anyone back is a sense of fear, so. You know, it was having having those discussions about your own personal fear. Why, what are you really afraid of? Mm. And so what?
2: <laughs> so so and that you... was my
0: goal to find those same stories of people who were, who have already climbed through their fear and, you know, were doing really interesting things and staying relevant.
1: Mm. Love it. And mission accomplished. You did that. Yeah. You did that so beautifully. I mean, the film is is lovely. lovely. Yeah. Thank you. I Um, feel like
0: it's my senior project. That's what I call it. Because I really didn't know what I was doing when I set out to do it. Um, And I did what I thought was safe. You know, I'm being real honest about my fear. You know, I I thought, okay, if I really want to be a filmmaker, am I truly going to write a script? And, And then that's the fear juices started flowing. And it was like, do what you know. Do do something that you can embrace, and that was at that time being a 65 year old woman and um, making a huge change, wanting to make a change for myself that would impact other people. So there was, a, you know, there there was a whole uh, premise to I was going to do it, but I needed to do it for a good reason, and my reason was hopefully inspirational. That, that's what I wanted. So it was a test about myself and what could I learn at age 65. Mm. And, you know, and and the same questions went to the women that I interviewed. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? And how do you keep it going? And do you have dreams for the future? Or do you think that there's a, you know, shelf life for women like us? And And the answers are just... Really, really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. Wow, I'm unpacking so much right now. <laughs> what do I want to ask you first? Um, first of all, I love that you say that the that, that in having that fear and in facing that fear you decided to go with what you know. You found your you found your point of entry. So right. that's that's incredible. Like you know, maybe you had bigger plans in the beginning and then you went, mm, and that's, yes. and you know what? That's okay. Because what that does is that gives you the the entry point into doing what you feel you might be able to do. Maybe, exactly. right? It's not exactly. so that's far exactly
0: beyond. That's exactly what happened. Wow. And, and it was, okay, I want to be a filmmaker. That's a big fat statement. Um, and it means a whole a whole lot. Um, and saying I want to be a filmmaker means that I have to figure out how to make a film. So that's mm-hmm. what, you know, my goal was, okay, I'm not, why bite off the big piece of the apple? Why not start small with a nibble and um, figure out what, it, what is the process that I need to learn? And what should I talk about? Well, talk about something that you're comfortable with that you can relate to. Um, as long as you feel that it will be relatable to other people, because you don't want to make a film that nobody wants to watch. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so all that goes into the consideration. But I think maybe for me, it is everything that I've ever built in business or um, in my home life or whatever. It was always uh, in this process of steps and looking at what are all the things that I need. And then, how do I get to those step by step, in order to accomplish what I want? Um, and and that's you know, so it, it's a little bit of planning and a little bit of experiential learning uh, as you go and making and and knowing you're going to make mistakes um, and just acknowledging them, writing them down so you don't do it again and finding another uh, path around the mistake. I mean that that's been in my life since I was little, you know,
2: Mm
0: um, I'm not fearful of jumping into things, but as I get older, I think that I plan them a little bit better than I used to.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I, I I think I see. Yes. Yes, absolutely. There's, I think that's the benefit of doing something like this when you're older is that you, um, can anticipate, more of the pitfalls maybe and yes. as long as you don't stop yourself like be allow yourself to be stopped by seeing the possible pitfalls planning to manage them yeah right gives you yes. gives you power it that's, does that's and awesome. each one that
0: you get through gives you a little more oomph to go through the next three that you think are coming you know yeah. maybe only two will show up and and you'll be pleasantly surprised but it's just this, we, we seem to be humans, seem to be uh, kind of riddled with fear most of the time mm-hmm. about doing anything out of their comfort zone. And most of us build lives that we're comfortable with or that we strive to build a life that we're comfortable in. And so a lot of people would say, wow, it looks like you've got that nice and cozy and figured out why on earth would you want to change that? <laughs> you know, and I hear a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I've kind of done my thing and I'm this old now and things are going really good. Why would I rock the boat? Right. And, and my thing is, well, why not? Because it's exciting to rock yeah. the boat and exciting to have some purpose that is different than your traditional or usual purpose in life. So, you know, and I find that with so many women that I've spoken with, and I'm sure men as well, that are saying, you know what, I only have, you know, maybe there's 10 or 15 or 20 years left. I don't know. Um, And maybe not all of those years will be as healthy as I am at this very moment. So why wouldn't I do it now? Mm -hmm. You know, why wouldn't I try to paint if I was interested in painting or you know, take a class or learn to swim or whatever it might be, Um, what are we waiting for? I mean, that's, I I feel this sense of urgency and that is personal. That is me Mm -hmm. being, I'm just turning 72 soon. And, you know, you start to look at the calendar and look at all the lists of things that you would like to do. And you really, you're either overwhelmed or you sit down and you start to manage that process of going through them and finding out which ones are truly interesting to you and which ones are kind of, you know, fantasy.
1: Yeah. So So, I have a question that brings up one of my burning questions for you is, had you always wanted to be a filmmaker? And is it something that you decided not to do early on? Or did this bubble up through some sort of self inquiry like you're just talking about? It kind of
0: bubbled up. However, since I was very, very young, I was very interested in movies and film. And I would take out books about directors and how they made films. So I was always curious about the process. And I was always acutely aware that films uh, took me somewhere. Films Mm -hmm. made me think about myself, even when I was younger. And then as I got older, you know, more mature, they really would take me somewhere to maybe challenge the way I thought about something or give me some reason to go review a piece of information and see if maybe maybe I didn't have all the information and I was making a passing a judgment on somebody or something. Um, So I always look to film books as well, but film to kind of create that questioning inside of
1: myself. So, I'd love to see more people do that, Melissa, frankly. We, I think the world would we, be a better place if we, you know, if we could be open to changing our minds like that, you know, and, and seeking more information above and beyond, yeah. you know, the decisions that we've already made, the, the you know, the ideologies that we have. Right. And what if we just stopped for a second and, and listened to something that might blow that open a little bit? Yeah.
0: And I look for that. The older I get, the more I look for it because again, I mentioned earlier, a sense of urgency. I feel like i I need to understand things. and I need to understand where I am in this world and and what am I giving back? and or what have I given back? and did it matter? And you know, all those things that you start to think about as you get older. Um, and and the whole film thing, honestly, I don't know. I was sitting at my desk in a big corporate job that I was very happy with because it provided me the autonomy to do basically whatever I wanted. And I built a very successful arm of a a national company and I traveled a lot and I, you know, I had a great team. And so it was great. But I remember sitting there at 65 thinking, well, I am I going to die at my desk? Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do that. And I thought, oh, you better start you know, thinking about all those things that you wanted to do, because really you don't have to stay here. And I could have. I was not in a company that was ageist in any way. There were many people as old as I was and, and a few older. So I could have stayed. But it was this just incredible curiosity about the things that I hadn't done. And film was on the list. And I, I'll, I'll give you an example. The list included something as crazy as learning how to play the saxophone and being in a band. And and I, I crossed that off pretty quickly because I thought it's going to take too long to mm. learn how to play it. And then how uh, successful will I be in forming a band? Uh, you know, a few years down the road. So while that is still an interest of mine, and I love the saxophone, I don't have any. Uh, you know, desire at this point to start taking lessons. But film was always sort of at the top of the list, along with, you know, art and music and whatever. And um, I, I happened upon an opportunity right while I was thinking about this, driving by, uh, you know, a, a film set on a dirt road with a friend of mine. And
1: I read an article where you talked about this. And so, you
0: know, it's kind of uh, maybe it was destined. I don't I I don't know. I don't know. But but I really I was in the car with her and I had taken the afternoon off from work because I was frustrated with with work at that point. And she said, I think they're making a movie because I come up here every day. And I looked over, and sure enough, we're on a dirt road. It's a creepy house and you know, funny looking <laughs> spot. And I thought, I bet I know who it is. And she was kind of like, How could you possibly know who it is? And I said, am Night Shyamalan. He lives here. <laughs> he films here and he's always doing something, you know, a little outlandish. A little creepy. creepy, yeah. 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 <laughs> so we sat on the side of the road and I looked up his uh website. I, you know, Googled his name. And up came this picture of where we were sitting. Now picture this long driveway to a creepy old farmhouse with all these craggly trees going up the drive. And his pic—I had just taken a picture of it on my iPhone because I thought it was an interesting uh, art shot. And up came the same picture on his website, and it said, "Oh my gosh, I'm Chamalan. getting the chills. That's crazy." That's it said, "M Night Shyamalan making a micro budget film." In chester county pennsylvania wow. so i said well <laughs> this is it and so we kidded and you know she was like oh you should go say hello and i was like no 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 you don't go say hello when they're filming and uh but i noticed on his website there was this little button that said charity buzz a red button and i i had never heard of that so i hit it and up came win a day on the set with m night Shyamalan," and all of the proceeds um you know during this bidding mm-hmm would go to their foundation. He has a wonderful international education foundation. And I'm, I've am i always been interested in education. So I thought, well, that's cool. So my friend kept saying, you've got to do it, you've got to do it. So short story, after two weeks, I beat out the dentist from New Jersey, and I won the day on the set <laughs> with M. Night Shyamalan. So
1: I did read this article, but I feel like a I have a Swiss cheese memory, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, this is brand new! I'm so excited! Yeah. I've got the chills. I mean, it
0: it was awesome. bizarre. Yeah. So I thought, okay, and so you know, I hooked up with his staff and wow. signed the NDAs that I needed to sign, and 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 the day on the set was at the 30th Street Amtrak station in Philadelphia, and um, and and when I say all day, it was you know more than eight hours, and. And he was so gracious. He, I thought, oh, I'm going to sit in a chair and watch what they do. Yeah. He had me behind the camera with him. He yeah. had me on the train with him and with his crew while they were filming this particular scene for the film The Visit, and um, which is a really creepy film. It's very good, uh, uh, and and the experience was like a brick hitting me. You know, it was like I. I was so energized and so excited to be learning what it was that he was telling me. And at lunch that day, we sat together and he said, what do you do for work? And and again, he's young enough to be my son. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: um, I I tried to explain my my big corporate job and he looked kind of curious because he's never done anything else but film. Yeah. And he said, "Oh, what do you really want to do?" And I said, "Oh, I want I want your job." And he said, "Well, you better hurry up." And it was like it was like a 30 second conversation that was oh kind of a gosh. joke. Yeah. But it, I I remember sitting there thinking, "He's absolutely You're right.
2: right. Yeah. If I want
0: to do anything else, I better hurry up." Wow. So that night I went home and told my husband that I'm going to give my notice at work and I am going to make a film. <laughs> so, And he curiously looked at me and he's known me a long time and said, okay. And then the next day I went and I, I gave a year's notice because again, remember earlier I talked about planning, Yes. you know, not only did I need to create and find and mentor somebody to take over this division of the company, yeah. but I needed to create a plan on how was I going to possibly make a film and what was it going to be about? So I took that year to, you know, make sure that the company was set and to make sure that by the time I left, I was already in the filming process. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, time in my life. Really interesting
1: time. I feel like my head's gonna pop off my body, Melissa. (laughs) It's amazing. And I love, it's making me think about that, you know, when in the beginning you were talking about, um, how you had to be able to wrap your head around what you might be able to do and how, I don't know, you, you, how minimal you made what you actually accomplished sound. Right. And I think about it and I'm like, so it wasn't minimal at all because how many women do you follow in Beyond 60? Is it? Nine or eight. I I
0: interviewed nine women.
1: Nine women. (laughs) And then you've got to edit that and piece those and intertwine because it's not, you know, it's, you've got nine women's stories to tell and piecing that. So that's no small feat. I just want to acknowledge.
0: Well, but I want to make sure that you understand that my first thing that I did when I started planning this was I went and found a production company. I was like, I need help. Yeah. I want to make a movie, and this is what I want to do. This is what it's going to be about. And I need to understand camera, lights, sound, um, and and I and editing. I, I need people to help me. Yeah. so and and I did that. I found somebody very quickly in the Philadelphia area, and they became my train, you know, my mentors, and they were all twenty to thirty.
1: Yeah. Um, and
0: I was the old lady. So they were learning about older women's stories and I was learning about how to make a film.
1: I Um, love it. it, I mean, intergenerational mentoring like that, that back and forth, right? You're learning from them, they're learning from you. That's incredible, incredible. Yeah, it
0: was great. It was a great experience and it lasted for just under three years. So from the time that I started it to the time that we finished and were, we actually had a product, (laughs) a movie, it was, getting close to three years, which in the documentary world, I was told three to five years. And I'm like, oh, I thought it would be done in a year. That was my goal because everything I did in the corporate world was done yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured I, I think I could do it. And I think, you know, when we get into the conversation about what I'm doing now, I think I have fast-tracked um, the process a little bit. But, but again, you're working with a production company that has other work and you're, um, you know, planning your work in their workload. Mm-hmm. So not, you know, you didn't have them hundred percent of the time um, every day of the week. So, wow. you, you know, it does take time, so but, smart it, but it was the way a good tackled it, a good time, a good yeah. time to learn.
1: I love to, one of the things that I loved about the film was the, uh, and I'm going to get a little bit clumped here. I'm already, I feel it happening already. Um, was interviewing the younger women were, yes. and, and so now I wonder were the younger women part of your production crew by any chance? No, or how did you but, find the, them? but my
0: idea, when we first uh-huh. started talking about it, the producer uh, and I would go back and forth on this. And what I wanted to do was to have our crew, at the beginning and the end, uh, talking about what the experience was like yeah, for them.
1: Yeah, but, cool idea.
0: You know, he kept saying, you know, it's never going to work. The crews change, they're in different places, they have different, we're never wow. going to be able to accomplish this easily. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just go get some, you know, artistic uh, folks out of the Philadelphia area? And, and he made some contacts and we interviewed some women um from philadelphia who are many of them i mean they're so young uh but they're entrepreneurs and really interesting women yeah Um, but the whole idea was to just get their feeling as to how they feel about aging have they thought about it you know and and what do they think life will be like for them when they hit 60. so it yeah it was a very interesting
1: I love um, that element of what you did. It, 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 I have to say, um, when I first started doing the podcast, I was purely aiming at people my age and older, you know, um, or, or anybody who self-identified with midlife and beyond, I would have to right. say. But as it's been two years now, and more and more I see how important it is for the younger generation coming up behind us to not fear aging.
0: Exactly. 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 Yeah. And, and that's, and I have a lot of young friends. I mean, you know, I, some of my, and I mean, friends where we talk about life and
2: yeah. death
0: and, you know, politics and, you know, hard things, and they're in their 20s and 30s and 40s wow. and 50s, Amazing. you know, so one of the most wonderful things I think that has happened to me in life is that I've had that ability to work with younger people as i got older and work Mm. with older people too yeah and and really kind of dive into that and not think that because i'm a certain age my friends are supposed to be a certain age um Mm -hmm. and and i think that we humans normally kind of do that they kind of go off with their pack and that pack becomes who they're with all the time and there's no and, and and there are people that i can say are in i have a pack like that but it's not the only one
2: yeah. um
0: and you know why limit ourselves at this point before we die we might as well be as limitless as we can possibly be um i i don't know and, and i'm finding when i talk with older women that they're saying exactly the same thing they want to experience Things through other people's eyes, and they they want to hear how an experience felt to someone else, so they could see if they could relate to it, and if they couldn't, then they wanted to challenge themselves to see, well, what did I miss, and what did I not see, you know, in that experience or event that that, that I just pulled myself out of.
1: You're hanging out I mean, with some cool people, Melissa.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I know some. I know some wonderful people. And some that I don't even hardly ever see, but, you know, just communicating with them regularly yeah. um, is is just, it just keeps you alive and young and curious and um, wanting more. I, th- I think that's what it's about.
1: Have you so. found that through doing the work that you're doing as a filmmaker now that 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 has expand that that is the... Is that the reason why you have these multi generational pockets of friends? Has it expanded your your community and who you're surrounded by? Are are those people like you know formative in your life now?
0: Yes, yes, it has definitely expanded it. And and remember, I ran uh, you know big businesses with lots of staff all over the country. And um, most of them were younger than me, most. So over the, and they were, you know, they were management level or whatever. And so I spent lots of time with them in different parts of the country, traveling with them. um, And they became, many of those people became very close to me. And I still talk with many of them um, on a regular basis. The film world added this whole new dimension of people who were not business oriented but who were artistically inclined. And that's not to say that some of my business friends weren't artistically inclined, but they they were living their life doing this job. And, and when you're doing a big job, that's a lot of your life. So it expanded my um, view of younger people in a different dimension. Um, you know, very artistic, musically inclined, you know, artists, filmmakers, um, just musicians, really interesting people that see things a little bit differently than the average person that hasn't been immersed in that, in that field. So it opened my eyes to looking at things differently and framing things that I'm looking at differently um, to expose something that maybe I wouldn't have seen 20 years ago. Um, so yeah, it has expanded um, my friendships, my circle, um, which has expanded me as a person. Like I'm really grateful for that. Uh, and it's something that when I talk with older women, there, a lot of them are looking to expand their feelings and how they think about things and who they are and, you know, why they are where they are right now. And is there other, uh, possibility out there for them? Yeah. So. You know, this may be because I'm almost 72. I don't know if I would have, I don't know if if it would have been this way if I did this when I was 50. Do you know what I mean? Um, Interesting. I don't know. I don't know.
1: That is interesting, yeah. What an interesting question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish you had known before you started down this new path? Honestly, no. No,
0: I I felt like I jumped off at the time when I was the most experienced in life. So I knew that I would be able to handle whatever it is that I needed to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never was into it thinking, oh, I wish I had known that first. And I would have done this differently. It was almost like this, bring it on. I need to learn new things. And I think the experience is what you're supposed to feel as as opposed to the fear of oh I I want to know how to do it completely before I jump off. You know what I mean?
1: So um says, you know, you can't steer a parked car. Right. And uh and it's it's definitely something that I've learned Doing what I'm doing now is that I just keep, have to. I ha, I have perfectionist tendencies, and I do have a tendency to want to know everything before I before I jump. And what I'm really learning is that it's just I just keep telling myself, done is better than perfect. Just yep. jump, just jump. Definitely girl.
0: jump, but you'll figure it out along the way. Mm-hmm. I mean it, and and I know that some for some people they. I don't think they like that message. You know oh, what no, I mean? no, it's it, scary as hell. It's uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> it's like, what are, you, what are you, crazy? You know, I've gotten that from a few people. I bet. Um, That I know very well that were like, you've got to be out of your mind. Why would you do this? And you're not a filmmaker. What do you know about filmmaking? And I said, well, it's kind of logical when you think about it. If, you know, if you want to interview people, what do you need? So you make a list and. And you go out and you do that and if you want to edit 80 hours of film down to an hour and a half what do you need to do that what will it take so you you can learn about each step of any process and then have enough background and seek out help from people that have expertise and i mean it's logical yeah any any process is you, usually logical. you
1: said something about um if you how you're not sure how this would have been different had you attempted it in your 50s versus now and i have to when you start talking about you know this confidence that you had in in being able to figure it out uh makes me think that you know you had this big corporate job this with a lot of responsibility and so by the time you took this on, you've got you've had all this experience, I'm sure, with project management and figuring stuff out as you went. Right. What do you which of the um, what do you think translated the best for you from your corporate to what you're doing now, like your skills and, and what you learned in your previous life and your previous role? I would say
0: the ability to listen and talk with people so talk with people listen they kind of go together but the uh i i did build a great capacity because i was building uh products and services for big huge companies and so i was sitting with their senior management around the country listening to what it is that they needed that was a little bit different i had products to give them Um, you know, actually I was doing disability work. So social security, disability law and case management for people with disabilities. And we were selling these products and services to the disability insurance world, which is huge. So I learned in those decades how to listen to what their need was so that I wasn't just parroting. This is what I have, here you go, plug it in. What I learned very quickly was, everybody wanted a little different variety of what it is that you had to sell and to give them and to support them. And if you were not good at deciphering what that little piece was, because they weren't always good at um, clarifying what it was, there was always, you know, a little bit of uh, cloudiness to it all, um, that you really had to listen and you had to be able to create something that would grab them. And they're like, oh yes, that's it. Great, she knows what we want. So it's taking that experience of dealing with maybe thousands of people over the decades, whether they be my staff, uh, corporate leaders in the company that I was a corporate leader with, or all of these senior management teams, um, and being able to work with them and work through process and understand, you know, how to build things, make mistakes, clean up your mistakes, admit your mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. all of that I learned in those decades uh, in my in my corporate world and in the nonprofit world before that as well. Yeah. So I took all of that experience. And, and really what that experience did was just give me a comfort level of knowing, look. You've, you've done all kinds of crazy things in your work life that you've been able to figure out and you've blown it a few times completely and had to redo it again and again. Why would this be so much harder than that? Um, and, and in a sense, it, it, it isn't harder. It's, it's pretty much easier because I am the boss and anything that, that, that I have requested of myself, if I screw it up, I I can see it and I can acknowledge it and I can fix it and move forward. You know, I don't have any big corporations saying, well, we're not going to work with you anymore. Um, You know, or we're not going to pay you if you don't do it this way. Mm -hmm. Um, So so that all of that experience, raising a family, being in a marriage, uh, you know, all of the things that you do until you're my age, which is considered old, they they should translate if you allow them to if you allow them to mm-hmm. so some people put up the fear sign and they don't even allow themselves to acknowledge all of the experiences they've had in life exactly. which is so important
1: like you, so many times like you di- you dismiss what comes easily to you because because it comes easily to you. And that's only because it's hard won, like you have a lifetime of having, you know, if you're a mom who raised kids, and suddenly you're looking at having to figure out maybe how to start a new business in late in life, or how, you know, how to do anything, you forget that you've got all this, I think people do forget that they have skills, they and they They don't know, they don't know how to how to, first of all, tap into the fact that, oh, oh yeah, I'm, I am really good at that. You know, I don't, I don't think people tap into that enough and then think about, well, how can that transfer? How can I, how can I take what I'm good at and exactly and use it? Exactly. Yeah. And, And
0: it's important to do, to just expand your feeling of learning and success and you know it's just it's really good as you get older to not place yourself in any kind of preconceived place that would be like a rocking chair or you know that this is it i've i've completed my work i've completed my career and this is it and now i'm going to go and play golf or you know and some people do that rather successfully mm-hmm. but what I find in talking to people is most aren't interested in doing that all the time.
1: Right. You know, they want right. to have you some might kind of le- You want some leisure, you want some of that more, yes. more of that time, but then Balance. Th- it's that sense of purpose, right? It's that right. sense of what right. feeds your, what feeds that, that inner thing that I, I, you know, I don't, I can't imagine living my life without having a sense of purpose about something.
0: And I I totally relate to that. Like, I have to have a purpose when I get up in the morning and it doesn't have to be work. It it doesn't have to be, but I have to know what am I going to do? And and, and lately, and it may sound corny, but a lot of times I wake up thinking, what am I gonna learn today? Mm, I like that. And with the world situation that we have going on today, um, there's always a lot to learn. There's always a lot of news and information being pushed at you that makes me then go, I have to go review it. I have to go check and see if that was accurate. And, mm-hmm. you know, what? what is the background of this information? So I find um, having conversations with a lot of older people who are doing the same thing because they feel this sense of urgency around helping to improve our situation at home, our situation in our state, in mm-hmm. our country, in our world, like people are getting much more zeroed in on what can I do? Yeah. Um, to. So that that's part of my purpose on many days is what can I learn today? And how can I use that um, yeah. for good somewhere? And so Has it, that it's
1: a, translated into, I mean, you're working on a new project, right? I am. Does that, do you see a, a parallel or, a, you know, a convergence of that feeling of wanting to learn something and, and then this new project that you're taking on?
0: Yeah, well, the new project is another documentary film, this time about one woman instead of nine. So I feel like, oh, wow. You know, now that I, and I'm easy peasy. producing it myself. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be pretty easy. It's a lot of work, but it it has been amazing. And I finished filming a couple of weeks ago out in California and um, and this, you know, everything that I took from the first film, everything is being utilized in some way in this film. And my sense of urgency around telling women's stories has solidified. Like I want people to hear what older women have to say and what they're doing. And I want to be inspired by these women that I talk to. and i became a completely inspired by this woman out in california and i will tease this by saying her son is alex honnold who is the young man in the film free solo if you've oh. never seen free solo it's a documentary about a young man who climbs to el capitan with no ropes yeah. and he's a world famous climber well i met his mother And now I know why Alex is the way he is. And she is an academic, you know, speaks eight languages and she's a writer and she's this and she's that. And her story is about being a mother and wanting to understand her children who both turned out to be super athletes. And she was not an athlete at all. And at age 66, she was the oldest woman to climb El Capitan with a rope. So, oh you know, she would never do it free solo. Right. But, you know, so her story wow. is incredible Yeah, and goes to show oh you gosh. that if you're curious and you're interested, you could probably do anything you want. And for me, looking, you know, being out there in Yosemite and looking at those mountains and watching the climbers and, you know, there's like, I kept saying, no way, no way. I First of all, I'm not physically fit. But if I was, I would go climb in a minute now because what I learned was it is one of the safer sports. Take away the free solo piece. That's a Mm -hmm. whole different story. Mm -hmm. Climbing is extremely safe and it's much safer than mountain biking or skiing or, or anything. So I hope someday when I get a little more physically fit and have a little more strength that I might be able to climb in a rock gym um, just to do it, just to to understand her feelings when she finally did do it wow. and what that has done to her, you yeah. know, and on her 70th birthday, she was up there again. So um, it's just amazing the wow. stories that are out there. Yeah. Wow. And I'm, she inspired me to get myself fit and and see how I could challenge myself physically. So, wow! So wait for inspiring her film. me
1: right now. Just thinking about it, that makes yeah. me want to go do my push-ups. And <laughs> I
2: know exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, we're editing now um, for the trailer, and it's called "Climbing into Life," um, and it's a mother's story. It's really interesting. Really oh my interesting.
1: goodness! Oh, I can't. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Cannot wait. Thank you. When Thank you. when do you think that one is going to hit distribution?
0: Well, since I'm the producer as well as the director, this time around, nobody's going to roll their eyes at me if if I say I want this done in a year. Uh So I'm hoping that the trailer will be out in the next month. And then within less than a year, um, that I will have the film done. And that means done so that I could take it to film festivals and Mm -hmm. try to figure out where it's going to go from there. Yeah, so A year is very lofty from beginning to end, but that's all I'm doing right now. And as long as I have an editor with me um, doing the editing that can work on it on a pretty full-time basis, that can be done. It depends upon the editor's time frame. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Man. I know. It's exciting. Uh, Just, just... uh... I feel like my jaw has dropped to my lap, and uh, yeah, I, ha- I I don't know what else I have to say. I'm just am- amazed and and so inspired by what you have done and and your attitude about um, the way you tackle things. It's it's really incredible.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for. People and, to but do you it. know, and I don't look at it as incredible. I look at it as thoughtful. You yeah. know step by step by step, what do I need to do to make this happen? And what do I need to do to challenge myself, to be more creative and to give something to people? And that's my hope that these films will inspire young people, old people, women, men, um, and just get them thinking about what the possibilities are and get them talking with some older people because these older people are doing amazing things. And and I look at it and I'm thinking much more amazing than just going out and making a film about them. They're doing incredible things. And what they had to do to become prepared to do those things is really interesting, Yeah, you know, because it took a lot. Again, this last woman, she's not she wasn't an athlete and she had physical issues, you know, so I I still when I saw her climbing, I was like, Wow how is she doing this yeah. and how she's doing it is very thoughtful and practicing and you know just doing things over so and over it's baby steps right it's, yes. it's
1: yeah preparation practice getting through fear yeah you know,
0: we talk yeah. a lot about getting through fear um, yeah. you know and why do why are we all afraid it, that i find that to be one of the most interesting dialogues that I have with people is about their fear. How do they get through it? Why do we even have it? Um, you know, and, and and that ties into Alex doing free solo. I got to meet him and interview him as well. And it's just amazing how calculated he is before he does anything that is dangerous. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to get hurt and he goes into it with if it takes me 10 years which it did to figure out how to climb that without a rope. That's what it will take. It will be a scientific um, approach to doing this, and, and so it's interesting how people get through their fears. And you know, a lot of people when they look at sports figures think, oh, they're all crazy, and you know, they'll do anything. And you know, I would never do that. It's too crazy. But when you talk with them, you realize, ah, it's, it's not like that at all. It's very planned. For the most part, for the serious athletes that want to do something big.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I find that extremely uh, interesting and educational at the same time, because it really makes me think about my own fears. And what would I do if I was climbing on a rock and I got halfway and I got scared? What, What would I do? You know, what would I, you can't just come back down. That's not how it works. You need to get up there. So how do you talk yourself through that? Right. And and humans have uh, the ability to do that in many cases.
1: Oh my gosh. I could just talk to you all day. Um, (laughs) How can people find Beyond 60 right now so that they can go check it out? Yeah,
0: it's, it got distributed a little over a year ago now, and it is on all of the streaming channels minus Netflix, so Amazon Prime, Apple TV, um, I don't know, uh, Google TV, YouTube TV. Um, You can get it on demand on cable channels. You just type in beyond 60 and the 60 is spelled out. Um, it's, It's out there. So you can Google it and you'll find it very, very easily.
1: I highly recommend it. Everybody go, go list, go watch this, go, go check it out. If you need a little bit of inspiration, it's, um, you found some really interesting women to talk to and, um, yeah, I don't want to say too much, but (laughs) you know, just love it. And I, I really genuinely love how much, how you tied in that younger generation into the whole thing. Um, that, that was a real, a real, uh, genius thing to do, I think. Um, Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank and, you me. know, I just remembered, um, you know, I as I said at the beginning, I was so eager to have you on from the very beginning. And then I don't know what happened, like all this, you know, whew, time went by. I don't know why I never approached you back in the beginning. Probably I was afraid. Um, but uh, and then the funny thing is, is that Clubhouse is how we connected. That's right. You, you were in a Clubhouse room. And um and I you know that that was it. Boom. That's right. That's Connection, right. The timing. You know? It's good yeah. timing. Timing, exactly. Yeah. Cool I just can't thank you enough for being here with me today. Well, I thank really you.
0: appreciate it. I do. It was it was a pleasure. It's fun to talk with you and maybe we can talk again.
1: I would love to stay in touch with you. Thank you. I would love it. Yeah. Thanks. Just wow. My big takeaway from speaking with Melissa, is the whole idea of leaping and trusting that the net is going to be there. You know, planning also, very key to the leap, right? It's good to plan, but not keep yourself in, what's it called, analysis paralysis. I tend to do that. So if there's something that you want, you know, I don't know if, you know, not everybody wants to be a filmmaker, but it could be anything. Look at what's holding you back. It's probably fear. And you can talk yourself through that. You can make the decision to acknowledge the fear and move through it anyway. Okay, so... I want to, again, invite you to participate in the 100 Day Challenge, whatever that is for you. Join me in the 100 Days of Joy, that's awesome. If you're feeling like it's too late because I already started this thing, it doesn't matter. Start anytime, start your own 100 Day Marker today. You could do it, start right now and go for it. Pick that thing you want to do and start toying with it, start daydreaming and remember to save July 12th, 9 p.m. Eastern time to join us on the next Zoom gathering for the Midlife Uprising community. You can sign up for that at midlifeuprising.com. Oh my goodness, I'd love to have you there. And that's about it for this week. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.